Welcome back to the Jordan Sight Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. In this episode, I speak with Inner Circle member Reina. She's incredibly smart, very kind, and super self-aware. And I'm very excited for you to listen to this conversation because we talk about a lot, not least of which including, is it possible to eat too little while you're trying to lose fat? Now, we all know you need to be in a calorie deficit in order to lose fat, but there is such a thing as eating too little, and it's not necessarily because of quote-unquote starvation mode. It's something else entirely, and I think understanding not only that eating too little can impede your progress, but understanding why eating more can help your progress will help you be more consistent, stay on track, and help you achieve your goals. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you do, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. Let's get into it. Raina. Hey, Jordan. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. So like I said, this is where we have to pretend like we didn't just talk for three to five minutes before this. Uh, but so before we dive in, before we get into the meat and potatoes, before we go into this discussion, just so everyone knows, Raina and I did a podcast. What Was it in February, January? Do you remember? January. Uh-huh, January. January. It was one of my all-time favorite podcasts, an incredible discussion, and I lost the audio. I completely and utterly lost the audio and I was absolutely devastated. I am devastated about it. And she was incredibly kind enough to come on and speak with me again. So, uh, Raina, thank you for coming back. Do do you want to give a brief recap of maybe what we spoke about last time and, and what's happened since, and we'll just go from there. I love it. Yeah. First of all, thank you for having me back. That's the true gift right here is I will talk to you any day, anytime, And my kids are excited because I talk about you all the time. So the fact that I get to talk to you again, they're just like, Jordan's calling again. (laughs) It's great news for me. So how how many kids do you have? I have three boys, three boys. What are their ages? So I have a 14 year old and a 12 year old and a seven year old. Got it. So you have a very quiet household. Not my, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. So quiet and they never fight, right? Never fighting, (laughs) never fighting ever. Right. They're very loud and and I'm sure we'll get to this too, but with them in my business, with this whole quarantine thing, they're going to be, they're a challenge. I'll, I'll say it nicely. They're, a ch- I, I <laughs> they're just, they're always, yeah, they're always around and life has changed drastically for everybody, but, but they're great kids. They're super fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the cliche story, every parent, oh my God, my kids, they're great. I love them. They're great. They're the yeah. best. I mean, they're, they're tough. You know, they really, if they make it through this alive, but they're, I love them. They're great. It's like the, always the progression, yeah. but I know what you mean. So, yeah. so talk to me, what's going on? Okay. Well, so last time, um, we don't have to go over the whole thing again, but you helped me a lot. Cause we talked a lot about strength, my strength goals. And, um, so to, to do a rewind. So I've been in the inner circle as of like next week for two years. So oh my I'm so God. I know. I, and I love every minute of it. It's been, the people are wonderful. What you provide is so helpful and beneficial. It's changed. I like how you talk often about the five-year plan. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the five-year plan. <laughs> Hell yeah. What year are you on? Um, well, I might be on seven or eight, but it's still. <laughs> I love that. You're yeah. On, yeah. Wow. That, <laughs> that could make a great piece of content. I'm on year seven of my five-year plan. Uh-huh. That's really, that's very deep when you think about it. I love that. that so okay. Yeah, no, I am. I feel like, so I have a long history with yo-yos and diets and up and down. And um, right before I found you, I was pretty big into keto and we, I had done mm-hmm. keto for a really long time, too long. And it had really messed with my head. It just messed with me because I, I felt suddenly like even the, the yo-yos, which weren't correct, like I've tried to put all my faith into keto and then suddenly keto just blew everything up. And then I didn't really know how to get away from it. I just mm-hmm. believed that um, I, I just got all into the science or what, they, that what I thought was the science of keto. So yep. I had a hard time getting away with it. So you're messaging on Instagram for, I don't know, months, maybe a year before that really started to resonate with me. And I was like, Oh, okay. It it just, everything you said, everything you taught, it was like, it was like 
it was just truth and truth has a tune as a tone to it. And I resonated. I was like, Oh, he speaks the truth. And I, <laughs> I need like preach on. <laughs> so anyway, so I joined the inner circle and I started changing my focus from all about the yo-yos and all about the diets to strength training. And I did kind of believe until our last conversation a few months ago that like I was curing all my problems with strength. Mm-hmm. And then I was focusing on the one rep max. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was my only way to see progress and growth was with the one rep max. And you had really dialed in like, no, let's do that. The building phase of strength training. Yep. Building which, versus testing, right? Right. Which somehow I didn't pick up on previously. So you, that was really great. And I started tracking in the gym the, those little increments of of building, and I was I'm stoked. And then the quarantine so, happened. So, so talk, before we go into the quarantine, which just destroys <laughs> literally everything, uh-huh. let's talk about this because this is such an important point. And did uh, did you see my Instagram post today about all the things that I used to think, all the things that I got wrong? Oh yeah, and my heart was like, see, this is why I can talk to you because you get it. So <laughs> you get me. One of the reasons I think I can articulate all of this very well is because I've suffered through it all. And, and in terms of building and testing, when I say I I made the worst mistakes of the worst mistakes of the worst mistakes, I destroyed my body testing. So so how about this? How about do you want to take a second to explain what what you found to be the what building is versus what testing is, what you were doing and how you changed it? Like what are you doing now? Yeah. Well, well, what I'm doing, um, as of, uh, six or weeks, as of before right? the quarantine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So really what I was doing is, so I love the deadlift. It's just, it, I love it. It's the best. It is so fun. And I have seen progress and I've loved when I video and I get the feedback on the inner circle and it felt like I could come in as a total beginner and, the guidance that I've been given through your inner circle has been nothing short of amazing and exciting for me. It's just been exciting. Cause it's like, I did, Oh, my husband used to say like, you know, you should start, you know, weightlifting. And I was like, yeah, right. I would never maintain that. <laughs> so I fell in love with it. And so what I would do is I would lift and then, um, I wouldn't always try for my max, but I really thought that I was only seeing progress once I was testing my maxes. Mm-hmm. So I'd say, I've, I don't know how often, but pretty often I'd be like, oh, I wonder if I'm getting stronger. And so I would just, you know, I, if my five rep felt good, I would just try to go for a new one rep. That was kind of like, and if I couldn't get it, even I was if like, it wasn't in the program, even if like the program said three sets of five after the three sets of five, you'd be like, all right, well, let's just see how much I can lift for one. It was like, yeah. why not? Yeah, it kind of felt like that was the way I could measure whether it was working. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, you know, so it just felt like kind of like it's what I should be doing. I don't even know that I thought that I was straying from the plan. It felt like that's what I should do. Yep. So it's um, addicting that feeling of adrenaline rush go, trying to see. It is an addicting feeling to see how much you can lift off the ground for one rep. It's that's why I think the deadlift is the greatest lift because it's the most clear cut. You, how much can you pick up off the ground? That's literally it. How much can you pick up for one rep? Right. That's it. I love the simplicity of it. So it, it's addicting to like get the, the rush, like, all right, here we go. It, I very much understand what you mean. And I, I've, de- I've been through that for sure. Yeah. yeah. And it, so it's been fun. And, I, and, I, and I'm motivated by what other people are doing. And I'm, it's been great. So I kept doing that. And then um, you, when I had that conversation with you, you kind of talked more about well, you're going to see more. I, I shouldn't just be looking for the build in the one rep and to be building in that six rep max and the eights and the fours. And I don't know why, but I'm like, I don't know what my six rep max. I don't know. I mean, I just kind of go in and if it feels right at six, then I try for more. Like, I don't know what that was. So I started tracking those numbers. Like I, you know, whatever that was as heavy as I could go. And if that was my six rep max, I wrote my max, I wrote it down. Perfect. And I put the date next to it and then (laughs) right. I needed to know. And then I started to see little increments of like, wow, that was my six rep. 
and I just did it for eight. So I put the new date next to it. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was great, but I wasn't really aiming for those one reps again. And so it felt like almost a new addiction of like, oh, this is, this is going good. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I, I was so happy. You, awesome. you did exactly the right thing. You're crushing it. Thank you. It's been fun. And what I can't believe is that I like strength training. Like I just don't have a history with it. And I'm, I love, I love it. I love the fact that it's goal and that I'm kind of constantly like my head doesn't think about the misery of what I'm doing. I'm thinking like, can I get to that goal? I wonder how I'm going to feel today. Like it just, it's almost like there's no question whether I'm going to go to the gym. I got to know if I'm going to do eight today or 10. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I love that. That's incredible. Yeah. So I learned a lot there and that's been, that's been great. And then this silly quarantine happened mm-hmm. and and then I was a lucky one to get really sick really early. <laughs> oh, yeah, you so, hit hard. Yeah, it was, I don't know why, because I, I kind of, a, the news had all said, oh, you know, some people don't have very many symptoms. And I guess I'm a lucky one. I was really sick. And um, it was fine in the moment. But, like, I, of course, I start to go, oh, like, I can't get to, I start to feel better, you know? And you're like, I've been down for 10 days. I've been out of the gym. And. And like all of my motivation has changed. And and obviously, like I know everybody's struggling with that to a degree. So I my kids are around. I try to do my workouts in my living room. I love your text messages. Even if I don't do your workout for the day that you text me, it's that reminder that like I Get can it do in. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a reminder. And so that's been okay. I've I think I finally I'm put April behind me. April was just a rough month. So let's just yeah. pretend that didn't happen. April so I've been 2020 really, was a mess. <laughs> a mess, right. So I kind of, I don't, like, forget it didn't even happen. And I've just kind of been trying to get back into, like, you had, like, these body weight workouts. And I really like those. So I've been kind of, I have a few weights at my house. So I'm kind of trying to incorporate some weights with some of those body weight workouts. Good. So I'm trying my best to like just re-motivate myself and say, this is going to be okay. It's not the depths of despair. I can, I can do this. Like you're doing it. I can do it. So I've been, so I don't know really what goals I have for strength at the moment, Mm -hmm. but let's, so here's where I do run into trouble. You ready? There's, here's what I would love to fix in me. So the strength training part I thought would fix. So my ultimate goal is fat loss. That mm-hmm. is all I want. Yep. That's all I want. And I've tried all those yo-yos and then I did the strength training and I thought that the strength training would magically get me the fat loss. Like, so I quit focusing on fat loss. Now that doesn't mean I was eating bad. I actually was eating fine or yo-yoing in and out of nutrition, but I kind of was like, that's okay. If I'm yo-yoing in and out of nutrition, I'm strength training. Yep. (laughs) And I haven't hit my goals. I just so I'm frustrated that like while I love the strength training, ultimately I'm not where I want to be. And I'm frustrated with that. I'm frustrated. So I've like I was analyzing why have I not hit my goals and what's going on here? So like you have your X's and O's and your consistencies, Mm -hmm. and I've learned a lot about myself with that. What like, have you learned? Well, I've learned that, okay, at first when I said I was being consistent, I wasn't. <laughs> yep. So that that was the first lesson. And then I made consistency my goal. And Perfect. I'm pretty, pretty good at hitting goals. Like I, or once I set my mind to something. Once you decide like, you're not going to break a promise to yourself, then right. you do it. Yeah. Yes. So here's the problem though. And I have some ideas and anyways, probably just cause I've been brewing for this conversation. Let's talk about them. <laughs> I'll sit here for six hours with you. I'm in no you're, rush. You're an angel. So, um, so my ideas were like, okay, so consistency, then I sit, I put my mind to it, but I seem to be all in and I set my goal for 30 days or 60 days or whatever. And obviously there's some level of perfectionism in me that I can tell you isn't there, but it obviously is because I, 
I think I set my, I, I eat too little. And then obviously then it goes, you know, then I let go of that. It, like even for 30 or 60 days, I can stay consistent in that, but then there's an end date. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, oh, it's over. Mm-hmm. And even though I say I won't go off the bandwagon, obviously I do. Like it's a birthday or a vacation or a holiday. And then it's like, oh, I'll get back on. But then it's hard to recommit to that level of strictness. Yep. So my girlfriend, who is nothing short of an angel, she's always like, up your calories. You've got to up your calories. And she gets really mad because I talk about you all the time. And she's like, what are the numbers that Jordan has for you? You're not hitting them. And I'm like, interesting. So what, I, what are the numbers you should be hitting? Uh, oh, I have that. <laughs> Good. Um, well, and again, okay. I don't, I don't, Jordan, I don't know what to do. So I do the, I do, I've done the calorie cycling thing where the high days would be anywhere from like 1550 to 1700. Mm-hmm. The low days would be like 1300 to 14. Okay. Kind of, so I've tried those. Well, so you said your friend is telling you you're not hitting the numbers that I said you're eating too little. So what numbers would you actually be hitting? 12 to 14, probably normal. Like On a day-to-day 12. basis? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like in my brain, that's where success is. And I can't, I can't let that go. But so she's you like- can't or you won't? <laughs> um. I want the success so bad that I think that's what will get me there, but it's obviously not working. You want the success so bad, you keep sabotaging yourself. Mm, yeah. You want it so bad mm-hmm. that you go through periods of doing things you know you shouldn't do, mm-hmm. followed by periods of inevitably going off the rails because you didn't eat more, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is one of the hardest parts to articulate and to have a discussion with someone because some people are like, well, if you want to lose weight, you got to eat more. It's like, well, hold on. Let's make this very clear. If you want to lose weight, you have to be in a calorie deficit. You know this. I know this. <laughs> but eating less isn't always the answer because after a certain point, eating less becomes, number one, unsustainable, unhealthy, mm-hmm. unenjoyable, and torture mm-hmm. after a certain point. You just mm-hmm. – And it gets to a point where you convince yourself, like you just said, you convince yourself that that's where you need to be, right? You're like, well, this is where I need to be here. So then when you inevitably go above that, you feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, I went way over it. I screwed it up, whether it's for a meal or a day or a week. Mm -hmm. That is what needs to be eliminated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen this post because I post this once every three months or so where I say for one person, progress might be saying no to the pizza Mm -hmm. because they need to stay on track with their calories. They need to include more fruits and vegetables. For another person, progress might be saying yes to the pizza without feelings of anxiety, without guilt or shame because progress isn't just physical. Progress is mental too. I would wager that progress for you would be increasing your calories to what you know you should be eating. Right. It, it's, I bet it's easier for you to eat fewer calories than it is to eat more. It is you are more in your comfort zone when you're eating less because in your mind, well, there's no way I'm gaining fat here. There's no way. I'm definitely making progress here. But if you eat more, you get feelings of uncertainty. You're like, am I ruining it? Should I be eating less? It's more uncomfortable for you to eat more. So Mm -hmm. with that in mind, what do you think the right thing to do is? So this, okay. Two schools of thought. I either need to figure out how to be more comfortable eating more. Mm -hmm. Or... by the way, that feels safe to me, just so you know. That feels very safe to me to put a number on it and put just it's safe. The unsafe thing, but yet I wonder if is more right, is when you've talked about the three meals and two snacks. Mm-hmm. Because I think if I look at my history, like I use science and the numbers to, to, stay, um, to stay safe. And then the minute I feel like I'm on a vacation or with my kids, 
well, the safety net's gone. I'm not, I don't. And then it's, I'm never thinking. I'm never thinking. Does that make sense? I just track. It's like a, the tracking isn't thinking for me anymore. Cause I know how to, I know how to measure everything and I know how to track it. So that's safe to me. So I keep thinking like, maybe I need to go and commit to this, like three meals and two snacks and be smart and be conscious about what that looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what then you- it also, but I feel afraid of it. Cause I like, well then what I'll go another several months and I'd be right where I am now. Although I, I mean, am right. Goodness, right now. You're on year seven of your five year plan. So there's no <laughs> rush, right? So That's true. The there's no rush. That's why I, I lit up when you said that, because that's <laughs> the the quintessence of no rush. I'm on year seven of the five year plan. We'll get there when we get there. It doesn't mean I'm not going to be disciplined. It doesn't mean I'm not going to try hard. It just means there is no day by which I need to achieve this goal. Mm-hmm. This is part of my life. So let me ask you this, in your most honest, objective, truthful self, looking at, at you from an outside perspective and being honest in your heart and your mind and your soul, what do you think the right thing for you to do is? Not the easy thing, the right thing. Probably the three meals and two snacks. I what? wish I could trust it. I just don't feel like I trust it, but I would like to be able to get to a place where that feels like the lifestyle where I'm not so caught up in science and numbers and being so strict with myself all the time, because when I'm so strict with myself, then inevitably, then there's a, a period of non-strict mm-hmm. and that's like, so I kind of am either, I'm either in and I'm out or I'm setting a goal and I do that for 30 to 60 days, but then there's an end date. So I'd like to have more in to trust myself more intuitively with those meals, but so counting calories for you is easy, right? It, it's, it actually brings you comfort because mm-hmm. you know exactly how much you're having. Whereas not counting calories, the idea of having the three plates, two snacks, that gives you anxiety. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. I tried yesterday and it was actually a really successful day because again, I've been brewing this up in my head and I thought, I wonder if this is going to actually work and where it would be. So I, I did it. And then at the end of the night, I sat there with my little calculator and- <laughs> <laughs> and it actually panned out. So I was like, okay, look, like I trusted myself throughout the day and I think the numbers still panned out, which mm-hmm. I don't know why that was mind blowing, but it was. <laughs> so, and at least I trusted myself throughout the day. Like I was making, it was more, it felt more conscious as opposed to unconscious of like, oh, does it fit? It's almost like I blame the numbers if something can fit or not fit. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that blame always feels external as I feel like I'm not taking the responsibility when I'm all in or all out. Like, does that make sense? I don't know. I feel like I use science as my backup for if I'm failing too, it's like, well, screw it. Like, oh, here's like a good example. So like if I, if I have cereal for breakfast and the calories are more than what I normally have. Mm-hmm. I would, I normally have a very predictable breakfast, but if I go off on some different tangent and I have cereal with my kids, my brain gets into this, you, you're off track. Like th- this is, you're off track. So I will then try to restrict myself the rest of the day to compensate for the bre- the breakfast that I ate. But then all day, it's kind of a struggle of like, oh, I already screwed up in the morning. And is it worth it? Is it worth it sticking in it? Or do I just let everything go? And either I let it all go. And I don't mean like I go crazy, but like, I just quit tracking and quit caring. And it becomes my excuse to not care, mm-hmm. have more all the way around. So but if I would have just said that was my meal, whatever, let it go, move on and have another healthy lunch, I it would be I think it would be a I think I know that that would I would be able to I wish I could just trust myself in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, this all makes total sense. I've m- several different thought patterns of where I'd like this to go. Um or where I'd like questions I'd like to ask. Let me ask you this. How how much of your day is spent thinking about food? Well, I think that, okay, so if I'm watching my calories and tracking, a fair amount of my day. And that also is mentally exhausting. 
Mm-hmm. That's where like, then when I go off, it's like, I look forward to just not caring. Yes. It's not even that I go binge. It's just that finally it just feels like I don't care today. It's so, a relief. It's, it's a relief mm-hmm. because you're like, you've, you've thought so much about it. It's taken up so much headspace. It is a mental and emotional relief feeling like a weight's lifted off your shoulders to say, I just don't care. I'm going to eat whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you do that, is there any guilt as you do that? Yeah. I, yeah, I think I'm noticing this more during this um, quarantine. As odd as that is, I've noticed more of my struggle because usually I blame life on like, oh, I had a birthday or I had a friend's get together. Mm-hmm. and Suddenly there's nothing else to blame but me in this. So I'm noticing the guilt more. Like... Mm-hmm. Which is why, like yesterday, so I had made, I am not a baker, but I made homemade bread and I, it's yummy. (laughs) Sounds amazing. Yeah, it was really good. It was so yummy. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So I had made this homemade bread and I really wanted it for breakfast. And if I'm being restrictive, I would have had a slice of bread and my protein shake and I would have moved on. But if I went into this like, but I really want two slices. I really want two, but normally I say no, but that puts me into that kind of like, oh, I, either I end up saying screw it and I eat more and more and more, or I pick at it throughout the day, or I'm just going to accept that I want two slices of bread and go for it. So I had two slices of bread in my protein shake. I was more filled and I felt no guilt. So I realized yesterday, I'm obviously feeling guilt about Like I felt no guilt having two slices because I made the choice. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about your bright lines. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if I'm diverging from your question here, but I thought I've been thinking about what are my bright lines and what are the the things I can do for myself here that like stop if I do this three meals and two snack thing. Part of me was thinking like I need to accept portion sizes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, if I am letting the guilt go and I, or if I just say I'm like, I'm exhausted, I'm going to eat whatever. And there's little candies in the house, whatever. I have kids, they're all over the place. Right. I might have, I think I'll have one, but mm-hmm. then I have two and three and four or whatever little candies. If I would have just said the portion size is two and I'm going to have two, or if I want another portion size, I need to, I feel like if I could commit to a portion Mm-hmm. then I won't end up going too far with it, right? Like, sure, I want wheat thins. Go get a portion of wheat thins and eat the portion of wheat thins. Don't have two and think you're restricting yourself or say, screw it and go have 20. Like, have a portion and accept that. <laughs> so, you know, it's very interesting to me. I, I love doing calls like this and talks like this. I, I did calls like this for the better part of a decade before I ever started a podcast because that's how I communicated with clients. And then I was like, all right, I need to, there's so much information that's being spoken about and during these calls that I need to make them public. When you listen back to this episode, you're going to hear, I love this stuff. Psychology and behavior is very interesting to me. You started off by saying calorie counting is easy for you. It, You just do it and it's done, boom. The more we spoke about it and the more you really dug deeper, you were like, calorie counting takes up a lot of my day. Calorie counting makes me think about food a lot more. It creates a lot of anxiety. It leads me to saying, ah, screw it eventually and then just whatever and then I feel guilty about it. Initially, the thought was, the reason that the initial thought is it's easy is because that's where you feel most comfortable from the perspective of you think you you work so hard. You work so hard in the gym. You work so hard with nutrition. You know so much. You have all the knowledge. The fear of losing progress is mm-hmm. crippling. And it's like, well, listen, if, if I'm working this hard and I still haven't achieved my goals, if I try something else, like I could go backwards. And that mm-hmm. is petrifying. Mm-hmm. From everything that you said, you've literally, without me prodding at all, started to outline a plan to do three plates and two snacks. You know that that is probably the best bet for you, and we can nix the word probably from that. You know that that's the best bet for you right now. You are very well aware. Now, 
I think what's really important, there are many, many reasons why three plates, two snacks works very well. There are many reasons why calorie counting can work very well. It depends on the individual and where they are with their relationship with food. When someone struggles with this sort of on and off and on and off, on and off, what I see consistently is when people are calorie counting and they're struggling with it, they're either on or they're off, they're on or they're off. It's from this mindset of once they start calorie counting and restricting, it becomes a it's a very restrictive mindset, right? It's you must eliminate, you must eliminate, you must eliminate, you must eliminate. Whereas the three plates, two snacks, that's actually you fill your plate up. Mm. You fill it mm-hmm. up. It is, listen, ideally you'll have fruits and vegetables and lean proteins, but you can put whatever you want on that plate, mm-hmm. right? You can put, it's it's filling it up. It's fill your plate. It is now coming from more of a abundance mindset, right? As opposed to a scarcity mindset. Now, I want to be very clear. Calorie counting, obviously, I talk about it all the time, can work very, very well for people. But conventional deadlifts can work really well for some people, and they can destroy someone's back, someone else's back, right? It depends on how you're built. depends on uh, on your asymmetry. depends on like how your, your neuromuscular patterns are firing. There's so many different things that can cause someone to have – be good for a lift or bad for a lift. I wouldn't say there's inherently a bad lift unless like you're doing one-legged BOSU ball jump squats or whatever, but like it's usually <laughs> lifts aren't good for an individual rather than just lifts aren't good. Same thing with nutrition concepts. It's not there's like anything inherently bad unless we're talking about like stupid detox cleanses, but it's more about what is best for you and finding the right thing for you at that point in your life. Mm-hmm. You've clearly outlined three plates, two snacks is, is I think what you're ready to try. And by ready means like, you know, here and you know, here, but mm-hmm. in here in your gut, it's difficult. Like it's, it's anxiety producing, maybe in your chest or in your mind, you start freaking out a little bit, like, but you know, and you know, that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So does all, like, what do you think about everything that I just said there? Yeah, I think, okay, so here's where my my question, like I, yeah, maybe it's anxiety that builds up. I feel though like I have been conditioned that success is restrictive and I'm not miserable restricting. That's not like a place that I'm like totally miserable at really. So success is restrictive. So if I go to the three plates and two snacks, so here's do, okay. So the question is, do I up my calories and learn how to eat more calories? Or do I do the three plates and two snacks? My worry with the three plates and two snacks is that in my brain, I need to restrict that. Does that make sense? Like, I know me and I'll think, oh, I don't want to blow this plate and make it too big. So I will make it smaller and say that was my plate. Because that, because in my brain, restrictive is successful. So am I better off learning to up my calories and trusting that the I'm not going to blow it eating 1700, 1800 calories a day. Is that better for my brain or is it better for my brain to be intuitive and just say, and to let the counting go? That's, I don't. It's a wonderful question. That's a very, very good question. Before I answer that, I want to say one of the other reasons that the three plates, two snacks works very well is because even let's say with the three plates, two snacks, you end up eating more calories than you would um, with your restrictive calorie counting, right? You more calories. Oftentimes it reduces stress if you give it a shot, right? It reduces stress. It reduces guilt because it's not eliminating things. It's not limiting. It's not restricting. So when you reduce the stress and you eliminate the guilt, you can stay, stick to it more consistently. Mm-hmm. And even though you might be eating more calories, you're probably still in a deficit. It's very hard to not be in a deficit with if you're following that on a consistent mm-hmm. basis. So people start to lose weight because they're being more consistent with it, even though they're eating more calories. So just because they're being more consistent with a higher calorie deficit, so it's it's a smaller actual deficit, but because they're being more consistent with it, they lose weight because there's less stress, there's less guilt, and they follow mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas someone who's calorie counting, being very restrictive with it, they might lose weight quickly at the beginning, but then once it reaches a certain point, you can't sustain it. Then boom, you go off track and there's that yo-yo cycle, right? Mm-hmm. So you just asked a question, which is a phenomenal question. Well, which one is right? Should you increase your calories and go to 1700 or should you try the three plates, two snacks? Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to tell you what I think yet. I want you to tell me, just object, let's have a conversation. What one do you think is the right decision, not the easy decision? What do you think is the right decision? And tell me why. And there's no right or wrong here. It's just, mm. what do you think is right? And be very honest and objective, very truthful. What do you think is the right decision? That's a hard one. <laughs> it's hard um, because you know what you want to say to be more comfortable. Right. And you also know it is probably the better. So I would say if you were having this conversation with your sons, <laughs> what decision would you make to make them most proud of you? Well, I would love in the, like, yeah, if I'm talking to my, my sons, I think I would want them to learn the intuitiveness of saying, make good choices, stick to, stick to three plates and two snacks. And, and, and in that, again, I'm throwing in my own idea of like portion. Like if you're going to have a snack, don't just go eat the whole bag, you know, like st portion it out and know what that looks like and move on. I think that's probably the right decision. My, I just worry that like for me that I would end up still restricting that. So then I think, well, maybe I should learn to better commit to 1700 calories. But I do know that that leads to this constant feeling of, did I hit it? I'm, I'm, I'm always tracking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I would love ultimately to get away from that and put the responsibility back on me, not on the numbers. I, I tend to push the responsibility into the calories, the calories numbers to, to pan out instead of, I don't, somehow I don't take that responsibility. So I think it's probably wiser if I did the three plates and two snacks. <laughs> you just gave me that look. You're like, eh, why did I say that? <laughs> yeah, that's probably the wiser decision. Why? I would say in in one to two sentences, why is that the right decision? Because I want this to be long-term success and I want it I want to hit my goals. It's a long-term commitment. And I can do three plates and two snacks, whether I'm going out with my friends or it's a birthday party or a holiday or a vacation, I can do that. And there's no guilt. There's no letting it go. Mm -hmm. We're like with calories, I either hold on and I'm doing it just right. And I get my X's and my O's on my calendar and I failed or I succeeded. But with three plates and two snacks, it feels like I'm, that feels like in the long run, it's something that I can, there's no excuse not to do it. <laughs> so I can always be successful, which would lead to long-term success. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think you're making great points. I couldn't, couldn't have said better points myself. I think you're making very good argument for why you should do it. Um, <laughs> trying to think about how to phrase the next question. I, I think first and foremost, everything you're saying makes total sense. You were talking about bright lines earlier. Mm -hmm. so it's a concept that that I've spoken about for a long time. One of the things that you said were how as, as soon as you started to make bright lines, these these clear rules, it actually reduced your stress and anxiety. You're like, this is I just do this. If I just made a portion size, that's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Anxiety stems from ambiguity. When when you don't have a plan, when you don't and a lot of times it's not even not having a plan. It's knowing that you're not going to follow the plan once you've made it, right? It's like, well, here's my plan, but sort of deep down, you're like, I know I'm not going to follow this. That creates a lot of cognitive dissonance. That creates a lot of anxiety because you just made a plan and you know full well, hmm. not going to follow it. Right? This, this is something I've been talking more, more about recently in terms of stop breaking promises to yourself. Like, mm -hmm. Stop. Now, I have to be very clear. I break promises to myself regularly. I, I'm not preaching from the perspective of I'm sitting on my tower and I never do that. I think it's part of human nature. But when you decide that there's something that you must do, you cannot break that promise to yourself or else you're setting yourself up to to make that a habit. Mm -hmm. You'll find the anxiety goes away when you stand firmly from the position of this is my plan. This is what must get done. This is one of the reasons why I like 30 day, 60 day, 90 things, because it gives you that clear guideline. And it's not saying 30 days and done. It's saying 30 days to start things. It's the, mm -hmm. it's the first 30 days of the rest of the days, if that makes sense. Right? So it's the first 30 days to hold yourself accountable. 
to build a new habit, but it, it's not like 30 days and over. It's the first 30 days of the rest of the days. Mm -hmm. So I think in terms of bright lines, if you know ahead of time, if you know that you could picture yourself restricting the plates, restricting the whatever, you must make a clear bright line. What does a plate look like? Mm -hmm. What size is it? How full must it at least bare minimums? And you must do it from the perspective of truth and honesty and being right and, and doing the right thing. Not, okay, well, okay, well, here's like this little tiny saucer that I put my coffee on. This is my plate. It's like, no, no, you need a real plate and you need to have clear markers of how much is going to be on that plate. It, it's, mm -hmm. it's a non-negotiable. You must make that happen every day for mm -hmm. 30 days, I would say, at least 30 days, mm -hmm. at least. And then if you can go back and red X, I bet if you can do that just every day, because think about this, you're on year seven of your five-year plan, <laughs> Uh huh. 30 days. How much, let's say this is the worst idea. Let's say this is just terrible. How much progress are you really going to lose in 30 days? Yeah, probably none. I'm not going to be any worse off, right? <laughs> That's a hundred percent right. So right. why not give it 30 days? A hundred percent. Because worse comes to worst. You can go back to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's that's always available. Mm -hmm. One of the one of the main reasons I encourage people to try calorie counting is because they have no clue how much they're eating. Mm -hmm. You have a very good idea of how much you're eating. <laughs> you you know this in and out. You're you are you're laser focused on it, and now <laughs> it's it's inhibiting you from living and enjoying and achieving your goals. Mm -hmm. You must make bright lines about what a plate looks like, what a snack looks like how many you'll have throughout the day, every day for 30 days straight. And you, that you must be ruthlessly consistent and ruthlessly objective with how you did each day. Mm -hmm. I would love to see 26, 27, 28 red X's at least at the end mm -hmm. of 30 days, three plates, two snacks. One of the reasons that I think it's so realistic to have higher consistency with that is because it's not a, a number range. It's did you have three plates and two snacks? That's it. That's mm -hmm. literally it. It's way easier to be more consistent with that than it is to be, okay, you got to eat between 1,500 and 1,700 calories. It's mm -hmm. less stressful, way easier. And mm -hmm. that's why it's so successful because the consistency becomes much easier. And when mm -hmm. consistency is easier, stress is down, guilt is down, progress is faster. Yeah. yeah. I think the guilt is where if I had – two slices of bread in the morning, I would feel guilty about that. And that would lead me to having a failure day. And mm -hmm. in my brain, I failed. And it's not necessarily that I went totally off the wagon. It's just a failure in my mind. And that makes me frustrated. I mean, I just get, it just becomes the yo-yo of, oh, I, you know, anyways, it's the yo-yo <laughs> that I'm so, so, so now, three plates, two snacks, you have two slices of bread. Did it fit on your plate? Right. Yeah. Great. It's cool. Right. Mm -hmm. Put two slices of bread. Put three three slices of bread on your plate. <laughs> right. Four slices of bread. Fit on your plate. Right. I wouldn't recommend that as a regular meal, but five <laughs> slices of bread on your plate. Fits on the plate. Again, right. I wouldn't recommend that consistently, but fits on the plate. If you want to take a, a chocolate bunny, like one of the <laughs> big chocolate Easter bunnies put on the plate, hey, it fits on the plate. Right. Obviously, not a good idea on a consistent basis. The right. magic of this, though, is when nothing is off limits, mm -hmm. guilt is eliminated. Mm -hmm. When nothing is inherently bad or, or marked as a failure food, mm -hmm. you can't fail. Mm -hmm. It's it. Literally whatever you want to put on that plate. Ideally, right. plate will not be the size of a lunch tray, right? I'd like just a regular, <laughs> but also not the size of a, of a English tea saucer like that you put like the tiny little thing that looks the size of a nickel. It's got to right. be a real plate, a legit right. plate. Mm -hmm. You got to send me a picture of your plate. <laughs> okay, right, okay. Send me a picture of your plate <laughs> and you have to tell me exactly how much is going to be filled on it. I do it. And listen, like you could say there'll be some vegetables, some fruits, 
one of the more common things that people, well, well what if I don't want to have vegetables for breakfast? I don't care. Right. Make right. it fit on the plate. You want a bowl of oatmeal and a couple eggs and an apple? That's a great breakfast to me. It right. fits the plate. Well, what right. if half the apple's falling off the plate? Shut up. <laughs> right, 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 right. One plate fits right. on the plate. Two snacks fits in your palm. A donut could fit in your palm. Ideally, not having that every day. But by the way, I had a client. Her name is Tracy. She said in order in order for her to actually stick to her diet, she was going to need to eat a donut every day. I believe she said that to me. This was back in 2014. Mm -hmm. 2013, 2014. I was coaching her in person. Mm -hmm. I believe she said that to me because she thought that I would turn her away because she'd said that to other coaches and that gave her an opportunity to just never achieve her goals because, well, if no coach is going to work with me, then why bother? I was like, cool. You can have a donut every day. And right. she, I will never forget. She was like, her jaw dropped. She was like, what? You can have a donut every single day. And she did for about the first two or three weeks. And then she was like, I'm getting really hungry. I was like, so what do you want to do? She was like, oh, well, maybe instead of the donut, I could have a of her own accord. The donuts weren't off limits. Right. That's the, that's it. It's, they're not off limits. Right. The bread is not off limits. God forbid you have two damn slices of bread. Are you kidding me? Get out <laughs> right. of here. Right. Right. Well, that's where like, good. Right. Like your McDonald's challenge was mind blowing to me. It shouldn't have been, but it was like, because you were still successful doing that to me, that equaled, oh, you, if I did that, I wouldn't also equal success, but you were successful while doing it. That was mind blowing to me. <laughs> and during that, I went to my buddy's wedding. My buddy, Eli, got married to his, to his beautiful wife, Kiva. I've known them both since high school. Mm -hmm. Went to Vermont. I ate a ton of food, way over my calories. My weight spiked up, I think like five pounds. Oh, I remember. <laughs> what do you do? You get right. back on track. Right. That's right. it. Easier said than done, obviously. I know that. But it begins with eliminating guilt. That is mm. the crux of it. Mm -hmm. Guilt is the Achilles heel of us all. Mm -hmm. Guilt will prevent you from doing what you know is right because it allows you to justify not doing anything at all. And that right. is nonsense. That is right. complete and utter nonsense. Right. You, three plates, two snacks, Raina. That is it. That is, <laughs> okay. I, I don't care about protein. I don't care about carbs. I don't care about fats. I don't care about times that you eat it. If you want to make a plan, okay, I'll have one meal at this time, one meal at this time, one meal at this time. That's cool. That's great because it's bright lines. Mm -hmm. All I care about is that every day you have three plates, two snacks. I don't care if you're not hungry, eat. <laughs> right. I don't care. If you're not hungry, eat. If you've already had your three plates and two snacks, try not to eat. Have some more water, seltzer, tea, coffee, whatever. If you end up eating some more fruit, watermelon, apple, whatever, protein shake, Greek yogurt, and it was more than you were supposed to, I don't care. <laughs> right, right. It's a, it's a black circle day. You weren't consistent. Black circle. Cool. Back on track. Next day. Right. That's it. That is it. You hold yourself to unbelievably high expectations, unreasonably high expectations you would never hold on anyone else, expectations you would never hold your sons to ever, expectations mm -hmm. you would never hold anyone in the inner circle to ever. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the things you do consciously or not to justify not doing what you know is right. I don't, and it could be conscious, it could be unconscious. I have a feeling it's more unconscious, mm -hmm. but you're aware of it. Mm -hmm. And if you have all the knowledge in the world. You work so damn hard. Give yourself the opportunity to be proud of yourself. 30 days, 100% consistency. Let's go. Mm -hmm. No nonsense. I like that. I like that. I mean, I think I can do, I think I can taste success in this plan where the other one, I know I can commit to it. I can be consistent, but it feels like mm, hard. You know, like I'm really making that stretch to make that commitment. I feel like I know long-term this is something that I can be more consistent at mm -hmm. and more conscious about. Like I can be conscious in making the choices instead of blaming the calories. Oh, I'm, I'm winning today. I'm winning. It's going great. Or, oh, I screwed up and it's, it's off the wagon. Like it feels like it's winning or not. This feels like I can, I can see success right there. <laughs> it is. 
It's absolutely right there. And, and I want to be very clear. It's going to be uncomfortable the first 72 hours mm-hmm. because just like you, you said you had a very successful day, then you added the numbers up at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. No adding numbers up. <laughs> this is not uh, three meals, two snacks, plus calorie counting at the end of the day plan. This is a delete the calorie counting app off your phone plan and just do the bright lines. The first three days are the hardest because you're breaking a habit. You're resisting a, a emotional response. You're resisting an urge, a temptation, uh, a, uh, a guilty pleasure, whatever it is. You're resisting a, uh, a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Once you get past those first three days and you see, wow, you know what? Like still working. I didn't lose all my progress. It will get easier and easier and easier. Never easy but easier, mm-hmm. easier, easier until it becomes your new norm. But mm-hmm. you must give it three days to actually really no calorie counting, no adding it up. When you look at the plate, nothing in your head. All right. Like I know how that works. I know like you look at the plate, you're like, all right, so this is this many number of calories. I'm just going to take off my plate. No, no, no. Full plate outline exactly how much must be on your plate in terms of what must be full, what your snacks could be, how big it is. Just that. That is mm-hmm. all I care about. I love it. Okay. How, yeah. How do you feel? You feel good? Yeah. Yeah. I feel good. I feel like, yes, I know this is long-term the better choice. I just, I'm scared that like, I'm, I'm easily motivated. I get excited about challenges and sticking yeah. to things and, and I, I get all into it. So what I want is to get excited about this and then to actually hit a goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just my my brain says I can do this. This will be great. Will it get me where I need to be? I hope so. I hope so. I I, I don't have faith in it yet. Where do you want to be? Just twenty pounds lighter. <laughs> okay, so that's your goal weight, tw- minus twenty pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me see this. What is the? How many times a month when you're calorie counting? How many times a month do you think you have those like? off the rail days well okay so when I've done consistency things right and I I mean I'm I've been able to get to the 80 percent consistent for sure if I'm not trapped if I'm not challenging myself to the consistency it's probably closer to 70 even though it feels like I'm awesome it feels like I'm doing great but yet Mm -hmm. I get to the weekend and it's not because my kids are around but and usually weekends are packed with all sorts of activities but guess what those are all gone. That's right. <laughs> so, so when you're on point, but not challenging yourself, it's about 70, but mm-hmm. there are times in which you're not on point at all. Correct. Yeah. So the average might be closer to 40. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, if you take in the, a good month and then a bad month, I mean, kind of put it into the month chunks for, yeah, it, it goes down. Mm-hmm. So that's the magic of this method in which you can do it wherever you are whatever food is available without guilt, without saying, no, I can't have that because it's just three plates, two snacks. It allows consistency to skyrocket because all you have to do is hit three plates, two snacks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's literally it. There's no, there's no, you must have this food. You must have that food. You can't have this food. You can't have that food. Three plates, two snacks. What will happen over time is that you will find what works really well for you, but you must be ruthlessly consistent. I would say for at least 30 days, Mm-hmm. At least see how well you can do for 30 days. Cause I bet if you do it hundred percent consistently for 30 days, you'll be happily surprised to see that you're actually making progress mm-hmm. without guilt, without shame, without eliminating foods, without outrageously restricting yourself. Cause you have those bright lines that you're going to make. You're going to send me a picture of your plate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're going to see that you're making progress. Mm-hmm. And let's say over the course of 30 days, you lose two pounds. Is that good or bad? I've learned that that's good. <laughs> It wasn't good for me before, but I've learned that that's good. 30 days without restricting yourself, lose two pounds. I'd say that's a damn good win. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Over the course of six months, it's what? That's 12 pounds or so? I'm terrible at yeah. math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? So that's uh-huh. more than halfway to your 20-pound goal in six months. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Pretty good to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I, I think this is a tremendous plan, and to be frank with you, you came up with it yourself. (laughs) 
I've been brewing. I've been so afraid to have this conversation. It, it causes me to like really look inward before. Cause I, you're like a magician and you get into our heads. <laughs> so I had to be prepared. <laughs> mm-hmm. You really just, you outlined the plan on your own. I didn't even get in your head. You just, you were like, Hey, this, this is what I got to do. You, right. before I even said anything, you were like, yeah, this is what I got to do. And then we sort of went back and dug a little bit deeper, but from the beginning, you said, I, I need to do this. Like, yeah, that's amazing. Now you have a better plan. You know exactly mm-hmm. you need to create your bright lines. So you got to mm-hmm. send me a picture of the plate. I want you to make a list of number one, send me a picture of the plate. Number two, make a list, bullet points. What are your bright lines? Mm-hmm. For I know the one bright line was, and I've bre- I've stewed with bright lines for a really long time, trying to figure out what those look like for me. And obviously, Anyways, the new one that I really feel like I can stick to is the, I can have whatever snack I want as long as it's a portion. Because right. I just feel like I I either under eat it and think I screwed up or I accidentally, you know, I'll go and say screw it. And I just end up, you know, going back for more Cheez-Its or whatever, mm. whatever's around. I end up overdoing it. So if I want wheat thins, go have a wheat thin, but know what the portion looks like. So that was my if you say you want wheat thins and you literally only have one wheat thin, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> one wheat thin, pour yourself a palm-sized portion of wheat thins. That's your snack. Right. That's, right. I would say, at least 15 wheat thins. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I can do that. And that's where, like, but I think sometimes that's where, like, like oh, I should have had this. I should have had that to get the protein up. None of that had- anymore. Right. Screw that. That that's okay. not that doesn't exist anymore. That okay. hasn't helped yeah. you. Okay. I like that. No purpose in in your life anymore. I like that, and I think ultimately I'll know. I I know this is right, so that is definitely this has been this is a very helpful conversation a lot because I think I know it. I needed somehow to get permission for it because I. I have all your numbers on my notes in my phone, and I'm always looking at it, even though I know it. And I'm always like recalculating. So I, I know that I needed to drop that concept for a while. <laughs> I just don't are want you, to. Are you excited? Do you feel excited to try this? Yeah, I, I am. I am. You, and I think. Nervous? I, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you, that was, you're like, yeah, I'm sad, but I'm really nervous. What are you nervous about? Um, it's so funny. As soon as I asked you to articulate what you feel nervous about, I could see the nerves drop. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you nervous about? I, I really think it comes down to that I trust my brain knows restricted, restriction. So tr- being able to just commit to the plate and saying, like the plate to me, if it was full, I would think I'm failing. I put too much on the plate. So I'd either pull more off, but I would have, I'm, I'm having a hard time accepting that I won't feel guilt if I put too much on the, does that make sense? It's either guilt ridden or it's successful. And I want to just be able to have no emotion attached to it at all. You're not a robot. Of course, you're going to have emotions. What <laughs> would you feel more anxiety at this point, knowing the bright lines you're going to have, would you feel more anxiety doing what you know you shouldn't do, restricting, or would you have more anxiety doing what you know you should do? More anxiety doing what I should do. I mean, I shouldn't have, it should be the other way around, right? The anxiety only comes because it's something I haven't really ever committed to. So it's Mm -hmm. anxious because I don't know what that looks like. And I don't, so I feel comfort doing what I like sticking to the numbers that feels comfortable to me because I can attribute success and failure to that. Mm -hmm. I'm just nervous that I don't feel like I know how to attribute success and failure to the plates. Although that seems intuitive and it shouldn't. I don't believe you. (laughs) I just don't believe you. Of course you do. Right. Of course you do. You, you're number one, not giving yourself enough credit. You're giving yourself a way out before you've started. Mm. You absolutely do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, of course you do. Let me ask you this. Point mm-hmm. blank. Mm-hmm. Are you going to stick to this for 30 days straight? Three meals, two snacks? Yes or no? A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No question about it. None. Yeah. 
That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I, I like. Okay. Yeah. No, I think it'll be great. And so like you said, you I think and the first I are going to get on the phone in 30 <laughs> days and go over. You're going to make mark your calendar every day how you did. We're going to go over okay. your consistency calendar. We're going <laughs> to okay. in in another month. So you're going to email Cat once this is over, and you're going to set. You're going to we're going to put it in my calendar. So that okay. in a month, we're going to hop on the phone. We're going to see how you did. I love it. Okay. That, so 100%, that, that will keep me even more on track. Uh-huh. Well, you were going to do it anyway, but now, like, yeah. it's we're going to talk. Yeah. Okay. I like that. But before, um, before you, so email cat, set that up. But I also, yep. today, I want to know what your plate is going to look like. And I want... Several bright lines. So, for example, some bright lines could be um, no matter what, I will have three plates every day. That's a bright line. I don't care if you're not. You're going to eat a plate. Right. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. That's a plate. So mm -hmm. that could be one bright line. Another bright line could be I'll have two snacks every day. Mm-hmm. And they can be anything I want as long as they fit in my palm. Mm -hmm. Could be an apple, could be Greek yogurt, could be cottage cheese, mm -hmm. could be 15 wheat thins, could be a slice of bread, could be even two slices of bread, even though it's a little bit bigger, whatever, right? Those are your bright lines. Those are two bright lines. I will have three three plates every day and I will have two snacks every day. Mm -hmm. The plate, you have to outline specifically how much of the plate is going to be full. And when, not if, but when you're internally saying like, oh, I got to take food off, you must hold yourself accountable and say, no, this is, this is not my guideline. My guideline is very clear. It must be this full. Mm -hmm. Period. End of story. Yeah. 30 days, 100%. Right. And then we're going to see how you're doing in 30 days. And if you're 100% consistent, I think we're going to see a very, very happy individual. I'm excited because I really feel like that's, really that's all I've ever wanted and I keep finding other ways to well I, none of it's miserable like I, I you know I've all the success I've had with all the weightlifting and all the other stuff I've done has all been to get to this goal but for whatever reason I can't sure overall it's 40 percent consistent by the time you add in a great month here and a bad month there it all kind of somehow blends together and it, I'm not hitting the goals that I want for what I'm here for <laughs> even though I've fallen in love with other things along the way, I have totally fallen in love and I've learned so much. There's no regrets. That's where I'm on this like long-term year after year plan. I'm learning a lot, but I still am like, why am I not hitting? Why am I not able to hit these goals? So this feels like the right move for long-term success where it's a lifestyle and I'm not sitting there forever and ever counting calories and being all in or all out all the time. That's exactly right. Yeah. I love it. I'm excited. I'm very, very excited. Me too. Me too. And It'll be great. I wouldn't say this if it wasn't true. I am 100% confident that you are going to do this with 100% consistency. I, I'm. There's not a doubt in my mind. And there's also not a doubt in my mind that at the end of, whether it's in 30, 60, 90 days, you're going to have a completely different relationship with food. You're going to have a much healthier, happier relationship with food without guilt, and you'll be seeing yourself moving towards your goals. I am 100% confident in that. Not a doubt in my I'm mind. I'm excited. I'm super Thanks excited. I love it. I, Thank I, you. I have, Thank one, you I have yeah. one more question for you. When I go back to the gym, because it's going to open, right? The gyms will reopen. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> what does that look like? Like, if I knew what my numbers were, and I've been, what, out of this – 60 days in terms of really weightlifting, do we start those numbers back? Do you just go to what feels good or do you say, I'm going to try to reduce 20% from where I was? Like, what does it look like when I go back to the you're gym? Overthinking it. That is for sure. You're, you're <laughs> going to be sore as hell when you first go back. You're right. the, the first week is going to be sore as hell. I would go in and I would keep everything to between a six to a seven out of a 10 difficulty. Like, okay. don't worry about what you lifted before. That is completely mm -hmm. and utterly irrelevant. Okay. Don't, none of that. Just, it should be a six to seven out of 10 difficulty because 
it'll take about four to eight weeks for you to build back up to where you were before. It's, okay, not, four it's to, not that long. Okay. Four, to, four to eight weeks, you'll be back up to where you are. If okay. you go in day one, week one, and try and, number one, never mind try and lift as heavy as you did before, but you just try and go like nine out of 10 on the difficulty scale, you're going to be out of commission for a week. And you actually very well might seriously injure yourself. Mm-hmm. Seven out of 10 for the first week, six to seven out of 10, seven to seven and a half out of 10 the second week, then mm-hmm. progress from there. There is no reason to go outrageously hard when you first go in. Good. Okay. That I probably would have just because I'm, I like it. I right. And I'm mad. <laughs> I want to go back to where I was. <laughs> 40 okay. weeks, you'll be back up. No question. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. This was well, great. Thank you so much. You have to send me a picture of your plate, the bright lines <laughs> and email cat. So we can set up the next call. I will do it. I will do it. I'm excited. Thank you for your help and your conversation. As always, you're an angel. I'm so glad to have you. I'm stoked. I'm blessed to have you in my life and I will talk to you very soon. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Jordan. Bye. (laughs) Okay. Bye. That wraps it up for this episode of the Jordan Syatt mini podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And Raina, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me. Quick reminder, if you've been struggling to get motivated to work out and, or you don't have much equipment to work out with at home and you don't know what to do, I have a brand new 30-day bodyweight workout challenge. It's called Kick Corona in the Dick. It is specifically for quarantine. Every day, 30 days straight, I give you a new workout to do. I give you video tutorials for every single workout. There's no questions, no ambiguity. I take all of the stress away. All you have to do is open the manual every day and do the workout. You can get it at jordansyatt.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. If you're looking for a new workout, you want no excuses, you just want to get it in, this is it. Have a good day.